Well, 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 good afternoon <laughs> on this frigid Friday. Wait a minute, it's not Friday. It's Saturday. And it begins already. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Saturday morning. And it's still morning on my side of the earth. So. Okay, that's, that's, that's right, my bad. And it's cold here too, so if it oh, makes you feel any better, yes, it's um, it's uh, it makes me feel a whole lot better that we're not going through the frigidity. I know that's yeah. not work. I, I try to get away from this now. I bought it with me now. It's gotta come on and go go away. It's, the temperatures is in the in the single digits in Texas. Come on, hello, hello, and it's gonna snap. Can take the girls out of Pittsburgh. Can't take Pittsburgh out the girls. Oh, come on. I got my hat now. I just don't know how to drive. And this is the other people that I'm worried about, though, you know. Uh, tell me about it. You know, people here um, in Charlotte, they, they drive crazy, too. It's just, I don't believe what I'm seeing, but I'm believing what I'm seeing. But why, why is this happening? Like, where do people get their driver's license from? This is kind of like... People- <laughs> They're just picking up like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get this license right now, and we don't Girl, you would think that they got $5, $5 auto insurance here the way people drive in Texas, okay? Oh, <laughs> it, that's, that's, that's not good. And I here, you talking about, you talking about $5, shoot, get an old piece of food stamps. Do you remember the ones we used to have back in the day? Yes, the paper. Brown, yes. blue, yeah. I used to hate going to the store with those things. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even care. Most I of used to hate living, it. When I was, um, depending on where I was living at, most of the time it was in the um, Southside Projects. The, okay. uh, I was in school. And I spent most of my time, this is when I didn't see y'all. Like yeah. when I was gone for like six years is that where I came to uh, stay the night at when my mom wasn't going to let me come stay? No. Dang, I don't know if you were projects. No, that one was um, Northview Heights. That one was on the north side where your sister lived. Oh, okay. Yeah, my mom was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, she was like, uh, no. And I remember <laughs> I ended up staying with y'all because yes. she went she stayed, so I this like, what? You, you know, my mom, she was like, nope, you won't be going over there. <laughs> I was like, why not? I didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wish she would have let me stay because then when I went to uh, Westinghouse, I wouldn't have been so shocked. <laughs> Girl, I've, I've been, I'm trying to think, every... Let's see, the elementary school I went to that was in the projects. Um, uh, the middle schools, I went to Knoxville Middle School. That one, it wasn't, it, it was, it wasn't in the projects, but there was a lot of project kids mm-hmm. <laughs> that went here, along with um, some of the people that lived in like the Knoxville Bell Suver area. Okay. So that was that was a whole culture shock for me because. I went to the same elementary school from the short period of time I was in kindergarten because I was only in kindergarten for like three months and they pushed me up to first grade. So I went to school with all of these kids that I knew and I was in a magnet program. So there were some people that was coming around, some kids coming around from different areas, but I knew all the project kids. 
Don't call them project kids. I was a I was a project kid. <laughs> You're don't, you don't call yourself a project kid. You just <laughs> sound. I was a project kid. You're a child that, who lives in then, the projects. And then yeah, that too. Then I got out of projects and was in the hood. No matter where I lived, it was in the hood, except for when we stayed. We stayed with my mom's boyfriend's mother for a couple of months. And she lived in this, um, this area was Bon Air, was this area on the south side. It was kind of like off, like way off in the cut. Mm-hmm. And it was too quiet. I was not used to that level of quiet. I'm like, okay, where's all the raggedy cars? Where's wow, all the not fight? the raggedy cars. Oh my gosh, come on now. You you know them hoopies. I know. I mean, I remember we used to take jitneys and I used to get sick inside the car because of the smell. So every time I ride in a car like that, now I'll be like, this is a jitney car. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the carpeted roof hanging yes. down on you and the whole car smelling like <laughs> Oh my goodness. Don't get it twisted because a lot of people think, a lot of people thought when I was younger, like I was the poor little rich girl. Um, my parents lived in, I don't know if they ever lived in the projects, but we lived in some rough areas, you know, from time to time. And, um, you Y'all know. Y'all stayed in apartments that was over in East Liberty. Yeah, we stayed in them apartments. Um, yes, we did. We stayed in those apartments. And then we moved from there and uh, moved to Penn Hills. So I went to Rosenstein, you know, for a minute. And I went to a couple of the regular, you know, public, Pittsburgh Public School, elementary schools. But then we moved to Penn Hills. And I went to Penn Hills for a couple of years. Struggled fitting in there because, you know, everybody's super bougie in Penn Hills. Not anymore, but they were back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that was that was like the mecca. Like, oh, you go to Penn Hills, you made it. Them <laughs> uh, Penn Hills girls and blah blah blah. I had a, I had a hard time fitting in in Penn Hills because you know there was a whole lot going on in my life at that time period. Just finding out who I was, but to move from you know Homewood, I think we were staying on in Homewood or no, we were staying on East Liberty at that, and then moving to Penn Hills. <clears throat> Man, it was a complete difference. And then I left and moved you know went through CYS and whatever moved in with my grandmother and ended up going to Westinghouse honey I got down yeah. that hall at lunchtime I was like oh I went home and took them <laughs> loafers off <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so I'm trying to think my my transitions after I got out of I had begged to get out of Knoxville I hated Knoxville I hated it. So I had to beg to get out of there and I got shipped off to my grandmother's again, which was fine because, you know, I love them. I'm talking about my mom. Why'd you hate Knoxville? Oh my goodness. It was, it was, it was like I was there trying to figure out what was going on. I'm small. You know, I've always been skinny and still which kid I think it was the second or third kid and then it was just like oh wait a minute get back so why I hated Knoxville um it was there was a first time that I started getting bullied Mm. yeah I hated it it because it was there was these group of girls 
and one of them always smelled like armpits and piss. <laughs> and then this other girl, she was not armpits. <laughs> she armpits and piss. She was rank, like she always stunk. Her name was Armpissy. <laughs> <laughs> And then what made it what made it bad was she literally would pick fights with people, and she had the nappiest hair. Oh man, this position, and she was she was a bully. Like it wasn't just me. Like she would just go and, you know, she was the youngest of seven, and she was the only girl. Uh, so she had like that. She was rough. That extreme, yeah, that extreme tomboy rough mentality, and I hated that. And I was like, I was really scared of her. I ain't even gonna lie. Hey, Rescue, if you're she, listening, so if you want to listen to this podcast, I hope you grew up to be a very nice young lady, graceful, and you started using deodorant and you know wipes I, when you go to the bathroom. I think she did because I remember running into her. I was probably about 21 and I ran into her downtown Pittsburgh. I was, I think I was on my way to Sam Goody's and I was coming around the corner. I was carrying Tay. Like I was holding her in my arms. She was already, you know, mm-hmm. and I was walking around the corner and I heard she called me by my first, first, first name. <laughs> I, I hated that. That was the other reason why I hated that school because the whole time in elementary school and then, you know, in the family dorm. Nobody ever called me by the first first yeah, name. Yeah, I didn't find out what your first name was until an adult. Until we worked together. Yeah, I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And so I remember, yeah, in Knoxville, nobody, like the, in uh, elementary school, nobody ever called me by my first first name. Oh, wow. So when I get there and the teachers are, I'm like, what no I no I don't answer to that and then they're calling that and then you know since that's like a quote-unquote old name that's the other reason why I got teased and bullied so this you're you're, you're you know everybody gonna be asked to what's your name is now <laughs> I'm not ain't, ain't doing it. if they don't know they need they ain't gonna know <laughs> that's gonna be the question after this hey Shayla what's your name what's your first name first name <laughs> What's the first person? Uh-huh. Nope. So it went from that to, and then it was this other little skinny, dark skinned girl, and then it was another girl. It was these three. They kind of looked like the, what was the gross sisters from Proud oh. Family? That's how they had me up now. Oh. And wow, that was rough yeah. sisters. Yeah. So Thank God we grew it up. Was, oh, yeah. But it was to a point where. I think my breaking point, and that's that's when I was, I, I said I couldn't take it anymore. My breaking point was I was sitting at the lunch table, and there were a couple of girls, and it was uh, two boys that I was, you know, kind of gelling with. Like, you know, we were cool, and, you know, how high as kids, you know. But the same little pissant threw fruit cocktail at me for no reason. Cocktail? Fruit cocktail, little fruit cocktail bowl. She threw it at me. I got up and I cried. And then from the crying part, because I was getting embarrassed, I got mad. And that's when I found 
the power in my knuckles. I was about to say, I hope there's more to the story. You didn't just cry, not being no change. I, I, yeah, I cried because I never, like, I had forgotten and gotten into anything with anybody. Well, besides my family, you know, because, yeah. you know, our cousins is crazy. Yeah. But it was just like, it was somebody that first I knew the girl and then she was in the same projects that I was in at St. Clair. And it wasn't her that actually did it. It was a little skinny, dark-skinned girl that did it. And they were like, tee-hee and ha-ha. Like, all of that until the ball of emotion. That, that's, that's when I lost it. And then I was like, I can't stand this school. I got to get out of school. And then I ended up getting transferred to Allegheny Middle School on the north side. That was the best seventh, eighth grade years of my life. And then I transitioned on to Oliver. Good old dirty O across and surrounded by cemeteries. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't, don't shoot. Well, you probably got I think I visited, like, you know, I came up there for the prom, for the lineup, but I think I visited that school, but I didn't pay too much attention to my surroundings. But, um, yeah, no, it, that, that school was surrounded by the cemetery. Like, there was a couple of houses here and there. That's horrible. But, oh, yeah, I know. So, you know, there was a lot of cracks about that. At least we know when we get out of here, we ain't got to have our foot in the grave. Oh, wow. At least we Yeah, it was. Horrible. That's some bad energy to be around, but, you know. Uh, yeah. I wish I would have stayed yeah, in uh, Rasenstein. I think I was starting to find myself in Rasenstein. But you know, mm. family we had to we was moving on up. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I moved on up. Mm. But, but I know, um, yeah, high school I had I had a lot of fun. Like I really I, I think I had too much fun, but we ain't gonna talk about you could that. Never have too much fun in high school. We had so much fun, and I had built so many good friendships and relationships with a lot of people from Oliver. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I mean, it, it was it was great. It was really great. So I mean, it, even though I think it was like the epicenter of gang activity, though, because everybody and they it seemed like everybody and their mama was going over there for um either ROTC or the law program. Mm-hmm. And you had people coming in from all different you know communities and neighborhoods in, in Pittsburgh um, for the most part you never knew who you was going to run into eventually the metal detectors came up so we walking through there like something from high school half yeah we had and, those too because gang activity was real high very very high yeah and it was um it was something. I remember there was a boy who rode his 10-speed bike through the hallway. He just zipped down the hallway one day. I'm like, okay, I don't know where this came from. Wow. But, yeah, come out the classroom and whatever. And that was actually the first time I had smoked weed, too. Wow. It was right around lunchtime. So you sure the boy really rode down the hall, or was you just imagining that because you would have no, 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 it, no. That, no, that was that was oh, real. Okay. Like he really okay. zipped down the hallway. He really zipped down the hallway. Wow, that, and wow. that stuff. Yeah, that didn't happen in Westinghouse. I'm glad I went to Westinghouse no, we, though. I, you know, I, my uncle always be like, "You ain't no real bulldog." I said, "I ain't got to go around repping the school. Just, I don't go there no more." <laughs> Shoot, y'all didn't have an arsonist either. We had we had somebody that was uh, setting fires. Uh, in the lockers. Nah, we had other stuff, girl. We had 
We had a whole lot of other stuff. I think my first week there, some pregnant girl got stabbed. I was like, whoa. That's horrible. Yeah. Ah. All right. We didn't segue way off from what our topic is supposed to be today. <laughs> that's what, but that's what we do, I though. Like, we don't want to talk about something that's just like, whoa. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but our topic is the our our lineage, I guess you could say, and it was inspired by a comment that one of my aunts, which is one of your beloved cousins, brought up, which is the women in our family not being married or staying married. Mm-hmm. And I I looked at that text that she sent. No, it wasn't a text. It was a um just a little conversation we had. And, you know, I was asking her some questions on where she was at, you know, with both of her marriages. And, you know, she would always share with me what happened anyway. And I think that when she made that comment, she's like, well, you know, women in our family don't stay married, or, you know, don't get married or they get married late. Mm-hmm. And when I mean late, we're talking about like 50s and 60s. Whoa. I mean, think think about think about Ardeen. Well, or that was a choice for her, though. She that was, I, I believe right. that was a choice because you know what Ardeen was living her life. Okay, she that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Or Ardeen and was living her life like if the men can do it, like the, like I'm gonna do it. I can too, do it too. You know, and <laughs> I, I was and I commend her on that because I told you I was kind of in that route <laughs> like uh, yeah my, my tw- oh gosh my 20s was, was a trip it was my heyday of stuff and I remember when I was telling you about it you were <laughs> you, you blinked so many times like I can't believe that I this is you I can't believe it was you I'm like you, huh what you did nah you did what like wait a minute like what was I doing in my 20s that I didn't have this life like what's but I mean, in your 20s, that's what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be living your life like that. So it's not like you did anything wrong. You got it out your system. Yeah, I did. And I think it was more of a culture shock. For, not really culture, but shell shock for everybody. Because I've always been the, the quote-unquote quiet, quiet one. one. Yeah. You, listen, I got the nickname Wild Thing in my teenage years from my uncle. And I wasn't really being wild per se, but just the things that had, you know, transpired um, as far as my life went, they called me wild thing. But honey, you should have been called. <laughs> that might be your nickname. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> I, was, I, was, I was about that life at one point. And that's why I said I commend Ardeen. Yeah. Because she just... She she just was true to herself. She was true to herself. And, she definitely was. But looking back on know, our, the women in our life, I mean, depending on <clears throat> how you look at it, because I remember my grandmother got married very late in life. Um, however, she was with you know my grandfather for a long time, 
Um, but I believe it was <clears throat> her decision too because she said she wasn't going to continue to just be with him and him not marry her. But it took a long time. Like I was, I forget how old I was, but my grandmother was much older. Um, and I mean, <clears throat> that was her decision. But at the same time, it did take a long time. And right. you know, my life, I've been married and divorced, but I do not believe that we're not supposed to be not supposed to be married. I think it's definitely a choice, and it depends on how you look at it. And I also think because we're so strong, like the women in our family are strong. Um, it's to the point where they're so strong that they're intimidating, yes. and it causes a lot of props, like for for myself mm-hmm. right about here um i've been <laughs> she's laughing y'all have no ideas but, but i live that's all i'll say um but i've been married to this character of mine a leo or male yeah, yeah a leo male they, i'm sorry they're the worst <laughs> they are the intentions are there, but they cannot deal with strong, independent women. Well, let's put a disclaimer in there. Not all Leo males, because it, the way that the male was raised depends on how he turns out and what kind of Leo he is. I'm sticking up for my Leos because <laughs> I'm a Leo. Yeah, she's a woman. And, and I'm, as some people say, the, the flighty, emotional. However, I can swim upstream very easily, mm-hmm. but when uh-huh. I down, when you sprint downstream, Lord, look out. That's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother uh, monster. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so with, with my Leo spouse, um, he's always said for these last couple of years that my my, my strength and independence is, is too much for him. And, you know, he's said plenty of times, you act like you don't need me. You act like you don't want me. I'm like, dude, I can't, you can't take that away. It's not that you can't take it away from, you know, from, from the person that's, that's, that's been in, that's basically been taught how to not depend on anybody, man, woman, whatever, but learn how to be self-sustaining um, go after your goals. Don't take no shit from anyone. It doesn't matter who in the hell it is, and use your and use your voice. So with all of that, and not to mention, you better be ready to fight when when it's time to fight. You better be ready to fight. It doesn't matter if you male or female or whatever the case may be. Um, you know that that's like now just to clear just just to clarify some things for the listeners. Tamika and I are cousins because our grandmothers are sisters. Well, my grandmother passed, so they were sisters. They're still sisters. And um, well, I'm saying, yes, they're going to be sisters. Thank you for that clarification, man. Our fathers our fathers are first cousins, and these two don't <clears throat> Mm-hmm. They do not. So, oh, good lord, Charlie! C A L L Y. 
that's another character I can't talk about. So she, so so Tamika and I, my my beloved Toodles, um, we seeing the women, you know, in our family. Like like she said, they're strong. And then with the men that's in our family, that they're either abusive mm. as hell or they're so I want to say detached because because of the, the resentment of the extra strong women that have raised them Sweet um, not saying, you know not saying that that you know they're all bad because everybody has a good quality and a bad quality that's that's just being human but when you see the men in your family be womanizers have so many kids me being one you, you know you being the other having so many kids about so many different women and you kind of start looking at that like well my father's not really showing me what I need in my mate he's not showing me or giving me the blueprint as far as how I should be loved how I should be groomed and how I should be appreciated as far as father-daughter relationship so the first thing that a, that a girl tends to do if she has this type of relationship with her father they tend to look at their fathers like their first loves I couldn't really see Chuck old boy like that at first because I barely seen him but when I did see him I was afraid of him. like I when I was a kid I was so afraid of my dad like he would I would see him or hear his voice I would take off and hide and I didn't get better with that until, unfortunately, when our little cousin Marlene passed. And that was the first time I had seen him when I was 12. That was the first time I had seen him. Well, really, all of you all, it took her death to bring me back to y'all. And I hate to say that, but it is what it is. Um, and even then, I saw how my aunt was holding it together. She was being so strong at the, at the point where she became completely numb. And it was hurtful because she couldn't be weak in a moment where her family was around. And it, it kind of it kind of makes me think like, how much strength did they pass down to us and why? Why is it that it's so important for us to be this strong and not be vulnerable to a man that's that's in a position to provide and protect? Well, like, what, where's where's the breakdown? They, I this is what I believe because a lot of the the women in our family they were brought up to be strong. Um, my grandmother always told me about my great grandmother Narcissus and my grandfather. They, you know, all of our um, grandmothers came from a very strong foundation. Mother and father was there. Um, they were a great right. family. Um, you know, they were on their butts about cleaning up. They were in church, all of that. But I think because yeah. <clears throat> so they came from a good foundation. Our foundation is strong. You know, great grandmother, great grandfather had kids, got married, right. did everything they were supposed to do. But when they got out of that house, they went and did what they wanted. They explored the world. 
and it, and it, it's, they had an example of what a father was and what a man was supposed to be but in their lives journeys um, they ended up with some bad men um, and I think you know grandma Narcissus was sweet and um, she was strong but she was sweet and she was vulnerable and she was able to do that because she had the right man right that's the story that I know I don't know the other mm-hmm. side right. and I, this is what I think right. I think that they tried to be that and got treated wrong and became abrasive um and then that's where that other strength of the woman like i'm going to be the man i'm going to protect my heart i'm gonna make sure nobody hurts me like this again and i'm gonna start taking control of my life um i think that's where that i think that's where it came from like and then they and then it just you know generations it goes through generations to generations they taught that to their daughters and then their sons seen that and whatever they you know my dad or your dad went through it made them who they are um and then they had us and so we got our aunts telling us this but we see our dads doing something different and one thing i can say about my father is i lived with him and i've seen him every day and there's like i've seen two different sides of my dad so for me i've seen him provide and go to work take care of my mom shower her with all types of gifts and everything but i also seen the monster right i seen the monster part of him where he would beat my mom's ass um and drink and sometimes spend the money and not do take care of his responsibilities and beat my ass and you know how this rest of the story of how that goes on so it shattered our relationship like he tried to be that father in the beginning but somewhere along the line you know things took over I'm not making an excuse for what he did to me but you know stuff took over he started got on drugs and I was confused like I had a father who loved me and I had a father who loved my mom I know he loved her but at the same time he was whooping her ass on a daily basis so for me I was like I have a role and my father also put me in the car and took me out and took me around different neighborhoods like you want to live like this or you want to live like this you need to be educated you need to do this you need to do that don't let no excuse my uh, language don't let no nigga take advantage of you don't let no nigga put his hands on you don't let no nigga blah 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 blah. so he was teaching me but at the same time he was doing those same things to my mother you know what I mean he had other kids (laughs) so (laughs) yeah and that's that's the part too because when I got to like I said when I got a little bit comfortable you know being with my dad it was who's he living with now okay um what okay uh who is she how long and oh okay y'all y'all been together this long Mm -hmm. all right i got it um and i i got the same thing from him but you know it was go you know go to school but he was trying to get me to go to the Mm -hmm. airport because he went and i'm like i don't i don't but it was like the same thing you know do as i say not as i do and not from what you yeah, see. Yeah, so you kind of got the man and, and the monster as well. <laughs> yeah, I sure did, you know. And he, you know, once uh, I got older and, you know, we talked a lot more. When he was put in jail for another domestic um, domestic violence case, my dad's been in jail for a lot of stuff. But the one that sticks out the most is him constantly hitting women. And... Um, I remember he told me, I don't want you, I don't want you to 
lose yourself and, and have all these kids by all these men and what the hell's wrong with you? You better than that. And I'm like, wow. okay, but you're, you're, I'm like, dude, you're out here doing this though. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're having all these kids. You had a lot of kids by a lot of women, but you want me to do the opposite. Why is that? Because you're a female. You ain't supposed to that be doing right all there. that. I ain't, that right there. I ain't trying to have you sitting around here five, uh, five, three, five different damn baby dads. I said, I'm not trying to have all those kids. That well, I'm first really of all, not. don't put your shame but on me you... because you're shameful of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on, man. That's that. That's not cool. I said, well, when are you going to settle down? But he told me after, because he was married in like 72, wow, 73. Yeah, yeah, Charlie was married before. He said that was the first and only time, but his ex-wife broke his heart. And because of that, he said he would never let another woman wow, get close. there's a lot of men out here like that. Yeah, so... So, generational yeah. curses is what we're talking about. That's what we're talking mm-hmm. about. And so, then, it's not really... Yeah. I mean, we are strong. I'm not going to put that past it. Like, the women in our family are strong as hell. Okay, but we're so strong to the point that we don't try to let people in. And as soon as we start to see you trying to mess over on me, we shut down, we shut people out. And it's like, I'll do it myself because I can. Right. And it's like, why am I asking you to do something? I can do this myself. And, And then it's like you said, you know, before we, you know, our aunts, you know, our elders, we've been in their hearts that they would rather do stuff alone than to feel the mm-hmm. pain of heartache and I had to think about it like you know my grandmother was married three times and her her last husband was actually the love wow. of her life like who she who she really wanted to be with before she met my grandmother wow. at some point she and um, because, you know, as we get older we soften up a little bit we become a little bit more vulnerable yeah. to those spaces in our heart right that, you know we want to open up to people but yeah it's just you know nobody nobody wants to be i guess it's more or less the disappointment and the vulnerability that's that's something that we, we don't want to do but at the same time it's like you know how much how much bullshit can you possibly you know put what up else? with for the you know for the sake for the sake <laughs> of love so to say like it, it, there's well, just there's not there's real I can tell you much that after my divorce, I was like, fuck love. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. But the thing is, I put myself in a position that time because I shouldn't have got married the first time, right? So we also talking about that generational curse because back in the day, way back when people got married because they were supposed to because that's what women were supposed to do so that was passed on to us as well right which our grandmothers when they broke free they probably were like i'm gonna go out here and experience the world that's not what i want to do you know what i mean like i'm taking control of my life marlene may she rest in peace you know she turned around and said I should have been a biggest mob in the street if they would have had when I was a kid. None of y'all would have been here. I mean, like, I believe no. that. I believe that. Like, and I, I feel like 
you know, they went out and they did what they wanted to do. And as generations, you know, like even generations now, like when I speak about my daughter and my sons, they're not rushing out to get married. You know what I mean? They're trying to make sure that they build wealth for themselves and can take care of themselves, right? And I can tell you right now, she ain't going to be with nobody that's bringing her any bullshit to the table. It's not going to be like that. That's, that's what's up. I love Jay Boogie for that because I, I see a lot of you in her. I see a whole lot of you in her. I see, I see the, I see the, the part where you had it in you at the younger age, but because of, like you said, the the expectation mm-hmm. that we had, or that was given on us, you couldn't really be the full you because of the expectation and what you wanted to do different in your life, especially after you had. Um, after you had your first that's what I that's what I was saying like I didn't really want to get married (laughs) I tried to make him leave me so many times like my idea was I was going to have this child and raise it by myself I need nobody I can do this by myself but to be different because I'm like no I'm going to prove everybody wrong I'm going to get married I'm going to have a good family I'm going to be different than my mom and my dad and I'm going to do it differently all the while knowing that's not really what I really wanted and the only reason why I didn't really want it is because I had opened up my heart to this this guy at that time in my life and thought I was really in love and then he hurt me and after he hurt me I was out for blood Oh yeah, and that's and that's the other thing too. And I think for me, the when my first heartache came, it was it was after crazy part was married. Now I married his dad after I felt mm. like I had to do it, and I and I didn't want to. But I was also trying not to. Even though I was twenty years old at the time, I was trying to make sure I did not have mm. to go back home. Mm. I did not to go home and I'm like I'm a young adult but my mother has this presence yes, and you know this presence presence that it, it's if you don't break away from it you get you will get consumed and you, and you will be dictated and bullied and conned in a whole of that and with her it was I had to I had to do a fight it wasn't a fight with her I had to flee because I wasn't in a position where I should have just been focused on college, going to school, whatever. But when I got to college, I completely wowed all the way out. <laughs> like you're supposed to. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But not to a point where you want know, academic I probation. Mean, it happens, and, it happens and then you get your shit together. Like, what am I going to do? So, I mean, you know, you live and you learn. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy, but then when I when I married her dad it was more or less like I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I don't have to mm. go back home even though I could have gone I could have stayed with Aunt Shakita again I could have stayed you know um, I could have went and stayed with anybody but with her she was like literally on my ass like you're going to do this I don't mm. care you ain't grown you ain't this you ain't that you know you ain't never going to mount the shit like she was so up my ass I'm like I can't can't I need him out so in along it like eventually I ended up hurting him by telling him I didn't want to marry him but I had to I had to tell him something and it hurt his feelings the way I said it was wrong when asking for the 
it was wrong but I didn't know what else I didn't know how else to say it it was just boom okay and you know we're sometimes we can be extremely blunt that is hurtful oh, yeah. and rude as hell I don't know exactly what I said but all I know is that boy called me my mom and he was calling anybody he could to try to keep me to sleep on and well, and I heard him. You had to, you had to choose but, first. I, right. So I'm like, okay, you know, moving on. I done got past that. After that, I didn't want to get married again. But I ended up um, dating someone. And I've never been in a situation where I was cheated on. And I found, this is how I found out he cheated. I was with him for about eight months. And even though I was, you know, on, um, I was, you know, using, being safe, using, you know, um, contraceptives, make sure I had my birth control, whatever. It was one time I did not make him wear or, or you know, cover up. One time. What? What? Just one time. Yeah, it only took that one time. And I was not feeling good. Three, four days wow, later. That's potent. Went to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't pregnant. This is the thing. Oh, I wasn't pregnant. Nah, I wasn't. Oh. I wasn't pregnant. Oh. He gave, he had, he oh. gave me an STD. Is he still alive? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, he, he, he's alive. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted I to kill him. No, you, you right. You, you right. Nah, I wanted to kill him. But I had wrote about that in my first book. That, that whole experience. Now, what I said I did in, to him, I didn't do, but that's what I wanted to do because I was plotting it out. Oh, I was I was going for blood. Like, I was thinking I should just have him set up, let him get all nice and chilled out, wait till he go to sleep, douse him in some gasoline, and, t- and torch his ass. I was really thinking That's why that. our moms made us watch the burning bed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I was really, really thinking, like, this is what I want to do. I, I should just do it. But that's when I found out he was cheating. Wow. And when I talked when I talked to him about it, um, I said, well, you know, I just went to the doctors. This is this was the result. Is there something you want to tell me? What? No. Okay, so, you, okay, dude, who are you seeing? And then I was like, he's not going to tell me the truth. He's not going to tell me. I'm 22 years old at this point. Wow. 22. And I'm like, you are you did this and you have no feeling whatsoever. You have no remorse, no nothing. You're okay with this. And he finally admitted it, but then was like, but you know, you my number mm-hmm. one though. So, you know, mm-hmm. that other bothered me. And I said, no, man, that, that hurt. That hurt me because I've never been in that situation. I'm holding on to my heart right so now because I know how that feels. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, I'm not trying to be no number one. I'm not trying to, no, I'm not trying to be no sad. No, no, I'm not trying to do that. So I broke I broke it off of him. I was just like, no, nah, I'm done. And he kept calling and whatever and was leaving all type of uh, messages on my answer machine because you know we had answer machines. We ain't had no none of this fancy stuff. We had the big old uh, uh, answer machines that you recorded your message yeah, with all the music in the, in the background. Trying to... <laughs> so he left a bunch of messages on my machine. One time I came up from work, I think it was like twelve messages. Mm-hmm. 
and I, I just I refused I just refused but after that it was something happened and I was like I'm not going to be these other females that my dad dogged out that was the first thing that popped mm-hmm. up in my head I said I would rather I would rather get what I'm going to get move on and keep it moving if these motherfuckers can have fun and pass off diseases and have all these fucking kids not the disease part because that's not what I was trying to do and I wasn't trying to have a bunch of kids rainbow coalition I wasn't trying to do that but it was just the fact that yo y'all going out here smashing y'all don't care why should I care if I see somebody that look attractive to me and there's a way that I can connect with them I'm just going to go for it a lot of times I did it it would be okay for about a couple whatever and then that's it Well, and then when I'm when I moved out of state, that's when really all hell broke loose at that point. I mean, <clears throat> you were just living. You were just living uh, your uh, life. Okay, Atlanta was... Yeah. Anywho, back to the, the topic, because I don't get off of it again. Um, the women and... Yeah, I think... Uh, our strength. Yeah. <laughs> our strength from, our, from the women in our family is something that can be admired at the same time as something that can be intimidating, like I said in the beginning. And I think it's only intimidating to certain men. If men understand yeah. where we're coming from, um, and as a man who um, can work with that, and I think it really is about, like for us, it's about trust. Like if I trust you, um, I'm a rock with you. But as soon as you show me that, I can't trust you for whatever reason. I ain't rocking with you, and then my all my defenses is going to come up, right? And I'm going to be that strong right. woman that I've been told to be. But I'm also being that strong woman, the woman I am because of my history. Because you're showing me something mm-hmm. different. So I think <clears throat> the comment that women in our family are not supposed to be married comes from the history of the person. You know what I mean? Like. I don't think it's fact. I think it just depends on who you're dealing with at that time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not married anymore because I was definitely strong, but I didn't. I shouldn't have never got married in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm, if I'm really real with myself, I should have never got married, and I would never be divorced. <laughs> I should have listened to yeah. myself and should have been like, no, nah, Tamika, this ain't for you. Just go on, live your life, raise your son, do what you need to do, take care of yourself, and then later on, you'll be somebody different and meet somebody different, and that'll be the person you're supposed to be with. So I don't necessarily believe right. that the women in our family are not supposed to be married or can't stay married for a long time. I think it's decisions that we are in at that time that we make those decisions um, and end up with somebody and end up not being with that person anymore. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and to add on to that, a lot of times people change so much that the other person isn't willing to accept who you're Better becoming. Girl. And that's that's where that's where I'm at right now well well in 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 um because it's just ain't the yeah i ain't gonna go into too much but it's like no, it's it I was mean, the it's admission. Life. I mean, yeah i mean it was, yeah it was the admission like 
I'm changing. Like I'm, I'm telling you, You're I'm evolving. changing. And just something I tolerate, and the things that I had put up with before. You got to remember, I was at a, I was at a space, and I had to tell him I was at a space in my life where I got tired of doing the RD. I'm sorry, I got the label as as that because I can't. We love you, <laughs> and we think you are we a powerful you. woman, yep. and you made a difference. Pulling you up here, and we are putting you out there. Like, and let's say are... this because I know how our family is. So, disclaimer we're not talking bad about nobody, just telling our speaking our truth from our own experiences. Right. No, we're not putting Ardeen down. We are saying that Ardeen made a difference and lived her life the way she wanted to. So, if you're listening to this podcast and you're one of those family members that want to go run tail that and say that we was talking about somebody, no, we were not. I'm speaking my truth, okay. Right. Right, and that, that's what we're doing today. And notice how the conviction in Tamika's voice came out when she had to set the record straight because we we ain't trying to offend anybody, and we definitely are. we're just trying to put some stuff out here just to put into perspective and retrospect because it makes us really see exactly who we are, why we are the way we are, and embracing who we are, whether we inherited it genetically behaviorally what have you but you know at that at that point in time when I was living my life and living my life is being ordained because mm-hmm. she lived her life so let me put that out there um when I was living my life and I met um met my husband it was at a point where I was like I, I don't want to do this no more because I've been doing this for seven years and within that seven years there was another child your beloved little mm-hmm. fairy came along in that mess because she was conceived through mess I'm sorry but it speak is your truth, sir. speak your truth and, and with that mess came the most beautiful young person anybody would yes, ever she is. so every time I, you know, I would look at her and you know I look at my oldest and she came at a time when I was trying to figure out life, trying to find myself, and trying and trying to break free from a toxic mm-hmm. parent. Um, so she she came the way she came, but with 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 my beloved Aerie, and I kept looking at her, and I looked at her, and I looked at her, and I just saw something in her. I said, I can't, I can't do this. I can't be a woman that I want to set as an example to my girls. I I just can't do it. So I had to get real with myself and start analyzing myself. And I look within me like, what is it that you really want to do? Who are you? Who are you really? And what is it that you want to leave for your daughters that they don't know anything else what is it that you need to leave for them as far as a foundation on how to be a productive black woman in this country that we live in, especially since they're also light skin? Because there's because there's this this stigma that all light skinned women are stuck up, you know, in, in the whole nine. Damn, and the ones in our family. <laughs> Because that's the. And I wish they would break down <laughs> that stereotype because all of my friends who are light skinned are dope, right? Like, I don't have a bougie 
crowd around me. Like we wow out. Like we, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we wow out. We have a good time. I, I mean, there are some bougie, but there's bougie. You know, that whole colorism thing. They just need to knock that down. Just say people are who they are because yeah. of who they are. You know. Right. Right. And you know, and a lot of, and you know, I know you heard the stories too, where the women in our family, the light ones, like they had to fight a lot. Cause I know grandma told me a lot. That's all her and oh, they Audrey fight all and the time. A lot of they fought all they the time because off. they were like, <laughs> ain't that the truth? I'm like, Lord. So that that's that's the other thing is embedded in us to be like, you know what? I'm not dealing yes. with this today. So, you know, so with my girls, I was I just I couldn't I, I didn't feel right being you know trying to tell them when they started getting older I don't want you to do this or, or that and you should do this or you should do that and this is the path you should go when I'm still being a hot ass mess so for me I decided I needed to settle so once I kind of calmed down and, and got all that out my you use a powerful word right then there I, wait a minute let's pause <laughs> let's pause my yoga teacher's coming out pause oh gosh settle yeah that's a powerful word right there settle you you felt that's, like you needed to settle yeah I felt like I needed to mm. settle and tea on that. when I had done that shoot sip some tea <laughs> coffee whatever the hell else you want mm. Take a big group of Red Bull, whatever you is your have flavor. A journal on that but, one. Yeah. But when I decided to just settle down, chill out, focus on education, my job, taking care of the girls. Once I did that, and I was cool, I meet somebody else, and here he is. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it was. I was drawn into him not knowing why. He was settling. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that now. Yeah, because we don't know at that I couldn't time. say Revelation yeah. doesn't come until later on. Oh, I'm right. preaching now. I'm you sorry. Know, and back that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I, I did, but on top of that, there was the physical attributes in him that I saw that I liked. And then there were some other things about him that I didn't pick up on until I would say year five. I'm like, dude, now I see why I was drawn to you because in a way, you act like Mm -hmm. my daddy. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have a father-daughter relationship. And I'm not looking looking at Aaron as my father. But I was having a void in my life because of that absence, and because at one point he was before before our whole catastrophe five and a half years ago, he was, you know, a person that I would look to for strength. And I remember the first time you came over to our home, and you saw how we interacted with each other. You you kind of saw our dynamic. You stayed, you stayed quiet about it, but you had a lot to say. You had a lot to say about it, too. And it was, um, 
you saw the love, but then you also saw that there was something else. And you didn't say too much. You would just let me, like you normally do, let me let me go ahead and vent. Let me say a lot of stuff that I already know the answer to. I just didn't want to accept it and I didn't want to hear it because something was going on with me that I that I, I never wanted to look at within myself. And a lot of that was I wanted a family that I never grew up with and that I didn't have. I wanted my kids to have a two-parent household. I didn't want to have four, five, six baby daddies. I only got four kids, y'all. Let me just put that out there. I got four, but I got two bonus kids from his previous. But I didn't want that. So by the time I had got pregnant with my son, I said to myself, I said, self. <laughs> then myself, huh? Then I said, self, I, I don't, I think... I, I need to just put the brakes on because if I don't put the brakes on and, and chain myself, I'm going to have another kid after this kid with somebody else. And I didn't want that. And, and, and it's because Charlie got in my head again because when he found out about Michael, he said, Shay, let me ask you a question. You really think this is something good you, you want to tell me? You, you got three wow. baby daddies? What wow. the hell? the fuck? Wow. Hey, you think that shit's cool? You you really think that's cool? Ain't no daughter of mine gonna be running around here having all these fucking kids with all these men. I'm like, oh my gosh. But yeah, he just went there. And when he said that, it was, I, I reverted back to when I was a small child, afraid of him just by the sound of his voice. And I said, okay, dad, I'm going to get myself together. I said, you're right. I don't need to be sleeping around. I don't need to be having all these kids. I said, you're right. I don't. You better do what the hell you need to do and stop this bullshit. Like I don't know what the fuck you think this is. Okay, dad, I'm sorry. And I felt like a kid all over again. I felt like that five-year-old that was afraid to see him come over to try to visit me at my grandmother's house. that. And now I'm in year 12 married to this character. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this too because I don't want to put no bad blood out there. I do love my husband. I do. However, we're, we're at a point right now where we're in the season of am I going or am I staying? And that's all I'm going to leave it as for everybody that, that that's doing the questions. I'm not going to put nothing else out there. But um, I know that listening to, I can hear Marlene's voice in the back of my head too. It was the constant reminders do what you need to do to be self-sustaining. Use the good sense. Yo, you still there? You use the good sense that God gave you. And we're back. <laughs> yes. We were rudely interrupted, interrupted. by, by the just cut off. It was like, thank you and good job. <laughs> It was like you only get this amount of time and then you're done. You can pick this back up again. Oh man. Hilarious. 
then it made you wait to come back on. Like, hold on, still processing, still processing. Wow. Like, they yeah. said you only did it a certain amount of time today. Yeah. Right. And then it's, then it's, okay, well, if you want this time, you're going to have to just log back in and, and do that live again. But the good thing is, it's already saved and all I got to do is just, you know, attach it. But then, who? So the last thing that I said was me, it was the comment that my dad made to me. And that's when, um, and then here we go with the kids, just, just, just talking. If y'all hear voices in the background, I'm sorry. My Hi, family, children. they have no type of consideration. Right. For the podcast. None. No consideration for the podcast. Not at all. Not at all. Then see, look at this. Then not even the podcast. I can't go to the bathroom by myself still. That's, that's ridiculous. They're a little bit too old for that. No, it is is horrible. Your brown sugar the yeah, other day. The video. No, I know that's why I said the other day. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? You you can't wait. You really want to? Okay, anyway. So but, uh, we gotta set some boundaries up in here. You know what you do? You start going in the bathroom while she's in there. I bet you she'll stop doing it. <laughs> Oh, I, I tried that. Yeah, this one here, brown sugar. She turns the light off while she's in the bathroom. Don't ask. I don't. I don't know. I like can dig it. I like going in the dark too. But, that might be too much TMI for everybody. But yeah, yeah. I like to be in the dark. But, but uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, yeah, so Father Bear, he, yeah, he, he put that in my head, and I think that stuck out to me more than anything. Um, I have seen, and, you know, we, we have, we have women, I have, you know, kids, some of, you know, different dads, and it is what it is, but that was almost like it was a norm, you know, it was a norm. And just just as much it was a norm for the men to have all these kids, some of the kids the same age and same side of town or whatever, just like it was a norm to see that, it was also a norm for us to see that, oh, so-and-so got different parents. Or, you know, well, same mother, different father. You know, we, I've seen that. I can't I can't say for you, but I can say for me. So, so I got kids by different people. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, as far as your mom. Your mom only has you and your brother. Oh uh, yeah, my mom only has me and my brother that she gave birth to. Right, and y'all have the same father. Whereas me, I grew up in a house where it was just me. Like I don't share a, I don't share a sibling, like a, a full sibling. So you know, my dad got his whole trough of kids, and then my mother had two other kids after <laughs> me, but they were. Oh, it was from what I said. So Draw yeah, like the kids. Me, so like she had she had two boys after me. Like they're ten to twelve years younger than I am, but they had the same father. Mm-hmm. So at one point I kinda I also felt a little isolated from that too, because I don't have nobody to share nothing with. Like I can't share the same stories. I don't share a hundred percent of the DNA with another sibling or nothing like that, you know. And I would say the closest, the closest sibling that I could mirror would be your beloved. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So it mm-hmm. now it would have been interesting if he and I grew up together, but I'm kind of glad we didn't. Yeah, he's like my brother. He's like a big brother to me. Yeah, he's he's a wonderful person. He is. Yeah, he is. So you know, it's it's just that, and I think the other thing too, um, with with my brother, my older brother, he's he's such he's his his energy is refreshing too, coming from a male. Mm-hmm. And, and he's going to tell you the truth. He's not going to lie. And he's not going to lie. No matter how many times he threatens to push me down a flight of stairs, he's. <laughs> And he will get in that ass there and tell you. Like, what's it? And that's where the push you down the stairs part comes in because you ain't listening to what he's telling right. you. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, but I'm still thinking about <laughs> on his birthday. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> oh my gosh, bring him up and I'm thinking about that. That's a whole nother. Yes. Uh, he's let me not go, let me not go there because I will not be able to get nothing out. But I can honestly say that our family has really done a lot, a lot of positive and negative. I use the negative to help me be more positive mm-hmm. and and to do a complete turnaround so I could try to break the very generational curses that was passed down unbeknownst to us not I, I look at that and I reflect on those and I'm like okay at one point I was doing this because I see it so if everybody else is doing it don't you know they don't need to say anything to me about why I'm doing it because they're doing it too so nobody should be questioning me or judging me or asking me all this other crap as far as why I'm doing what I'm doing. They're doing them. Why can't I do me? And I don't think that was a that was a good thing. Now, I'm looking at it now in, in this season of my life. I'm looking at it now like, yeah, that wasn't the best road that I probably should have taken. If I didn't feel the, the pressure of, you know, Shayla, you... You know, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. You know, you're you're not this person. You're that person, and um, you know, you can't do this, and you better do that. You, if I didn't have all of that in my head or thrown at me, I probably would not have been as rebellious as I was. But I can say that I look at my my kids, and I'm so happy that. They did not have to grow up the way that I did. Amen to that. And I'm so thankful that, you know, even even though there's always going to be differences that pop up, you know, with parents and children, I'm just thankful that they can actually say that their mothers never laid a hand on them, their fathers never laid a hand on them. That, um, I can't can't say that. Yeah. Well, beat they butts. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot though. Well, no, I'll you, holler more than anything. Yeah, and you you remember the time that 
I wasn't feeling good. You came over when I stayed on Northside. You came over, and Michael and Kayla, they were smaller. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling them that because I, I wasn't feeling good. I was like, y'all be quiet, sit down. And you just went in, like, hey, your mother said <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> that's all I really had to do with my kids. Is, I mean, but. Well, they'll yeah. tell a different story. I used to have to, they get hollered at from wherever they cut up at, all the way home and in the house. <laughs> oh, man. Mine, you ever see that, that Grinch, the, the little video that Grinch me when, when he was kind of like nagging? And it, you, I got to find it and show it to you. But anyway, so these kids will say, I will interrupt their peace. Like it'd be all quiet and calm. And then I come in and just, just boom. <laughs> <laughs> I probably do. I can't say, but I'm, I'm you know, depending well, it's on. better than getting hollered at or having PTSD because you think you're about to get smacked or, you know, something right. like that. Like, yeah. And, you know, when I say I didn't put hands on them, I mean, like, you know, I know like, you, mean, like you didn't use them. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, oh, they, they've had, they've had their fair shares. They have. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, close fist go for your face, you know, dragon yeah, yeah. and and all of that stuff. You know, that I that I got put you know, put on me or watching my yeah. brothers buy baseball bats and frying pans and all this other like I didn't have none of that yeah. um with them. So I can I can say that, you know, <laughs> baseball bats. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not laughing at your story. I'm laughing at an internal joke that just makes sense. <laughs> But it was, um, it was, it was something, you know. Now I wish I could say that they've never had to see or experience one of their parents getting on drugs. Well, now, it was it wasn't me, you know. Let me for the listeners, it wasn't me. Well, there's only one parent left. So. <laughs> <laughs> but. There, um, so silly. It wasn't me. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, you know, I, had, well, you know, I had I had to put that out there because you know some some of our relatives were like when was you you was using that shit too? What the hell? Yeah, you right, you right, you right, you right. But no, it was when it was you know when we when our family hit hit the worst. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I still struggle with that. Like with that, with all of that had happened, I understand why he, you know, he he besides you know being having PTSD and all that other stuff going on with him, I understand he was at a breaking point. I get it, and I know some people resort to trying to find something to numb the pain. I I get that. I'm not judging nobody. I understand it because you don't know how to cope. But for him, mess up your trust. That broke it. Mm-hmm. Because that now you don't it. know, are you doing it again? Right, right. And how do I? And how do I know that when you say you're going to go and do something, and how do I know that you're really going to do what you say, and you're not going to put us through what you put us through for the time? Basically, that you're I'm not trying to be played. Right, which right, which is why that other level of that wall, even though it was down, I will honestly say, but it got cemented right back up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't, 
I can't trust what you're telling me because of what you did. Not only did you hurt yourself, but you hurt all of us because we had to live with that. We had to watch you go through it. We had to be the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word. But we were the victims in it in our own way. So that has left that had left a lasting impression but for my kids to see that and for the the one that got affected most by everything that went on was was the fairy and y'all I'm not talking about any of my kids being homosexual because you know some of y'all will run with stuff and take it the wrong way we men 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 bubs we call my beloved Ariana, our little fairy, because for the longest time, everything it's was rainbows. Rainbows and gumdrops. Yeah. <laughs> and sunshine. And flowers. And, and, and a bunch of glitter and sprinkles. Yes. That, that And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Oh, and I guess we should tell people that don't know. My nickname is Bubbles, so we say Bubbs. They know. Yeah, so... Yeah, see, I'm I'm thankful I don't have a nickname. I just got fifty thousand names on my birth certificate. So we- oh, yes, you do. Yeah, I didn't like my nickname when I was younger growing up. I used to get teased about it by the boys. But bubbles, it's yes. the bubbles. Bubbles, mm-hmm. bubble butt, bubble bubble. You know, you know, Craig never knew what your name was until he had me crying. He said, "Tamika, who's Tamika?" <laughs> I don't think a lot of people in the family knew my name, like. One of my other cousins on my dad's side, as an adult, like this was just like maybe a couple months ago back in the summer. He was like, let me ask you something. I didn't know your real name was, your real name is Tamika? I was like, yes. Um, well, that's like, you know, Michaela, she don't want anybody to call her Mimi except for the family. The family. Are, yeah, she's like, she's like, don't say that at her school. I was like, come here, Mimi. No, you don't say that in front of my friends. That's right. She's setting boundaries for people. Like, you know, I know people based off of what they call me. If they call me Bubbles, it's either somebody I knew when I was in school or family. If they call me Tamika, it's most, most definitely I met them in my adult life or work. Yeah. So it's it's one of those where yes people bubbles is my Tamika and I'll start going I ain't gonna say what her her middle name is but she know I'll start saying it in a certain way <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'll be feeling all that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah but my kids they, they learned a lot and they're still learning a lot like I have to constantly remind my kids don't ever settle for someone just because you think that's what you got to do. Don't ever, don't ever compromise who you are or what you believe in. If the person can, person can get you for who you are and what you do, you don't need to be with them. The moment somebody starts to disrespect you, you put them in a place and keep it moving. And that also includes family. There's one thing I do know, and and I know it's a lot of other other families. One thing I can say about a lot of the family, they really honestly believe just because you're related, you can say and do whatever you whatever they want, and think it's okay, and it's not. And, and they forget we got the same blood running in our system, so we will give it back. Right. 
you know, and it's like, well, I don't care who you are, you ain't gonna talk to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I have cut people off from the family. Um, I ain't gonna say who, but there's people I have cut off because you ain't gonna act like you got some sense and respect your boundaries. I'll cut you off. You won't even know you're cut off, but you get cut off. That's just, yeah. you know how it is. Yeah. And <clears throat> a lot of the family always say um, to me, like when I come around, whenever I do come around, you didn't never come around. You don't bring your kids around us. They don't know us. Blah blah blah. And I made that choice. I made a conscious decision that I was not going to bring my kids around dysfunctionally. Um, growing up with our family, it's hard. It was hard. Um, mm-hmm. Not because I didn't love them. It was just there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of fighting. There was a lot of um, back and forth, especially at funerals. It's like, why are y'all arguing over who got the bigger TV at the funeral? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this happening right now? Like, and you know, I loved everybody, and I just felt like I was always in the middle and being torn and pulled. Like, you know, you go over here, these people talking about your mom, you go over here, they, they talk about your dad, you go over here, they talk about this and that. But they love you, though, but you're a product of that, you know what I mean? So, I made a conscious decision that I did not want my children to be around that, and I also, like, I'm not somebody who drinks and smokes all the time. <laughs> not that I have um, any bad or with you know, about anybody who does that, but that's just the way that I didn't want my children growing up. I didn't want them, you know, because we have a lot of alcoholism in our family, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't want that to be something that I introduced them to or that somebody else introduced them to. And also, the energies that I know about now. I didn't want them to be around that weird, you know, brothers and sisters just fighting each other and hating each other. And this one don't like this one, and this one's the favorite, and this one's the grandma's favorite, but they don't like that one. Yeah. I just wanted my kids to grow up knowing that they were loved, and I wanted them to only be surrounded by the people they were um, loved by. And mm-hmm. I didn't want them to have to go through that, hearing all the negativity. So I made a conscious decision that I was going, I was going to protect my kids because they were mine. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing. You know, my kids were a gift. I believe my kids were a gift for me. And I was honored to be their mother. I'm not saying I did everything right, but the one thing I did do is protect them from anything. Yeah. And I still do. And that was one yeah. thing I wanted to keep them away from was our family. And that's the yeah. reason why. You know, anybody can say whatever they want to say and call it whatever they want to call it, but it is what it is. And I also made my kids um, pray the generational curse. Once they got old enough, we would pray. I would have them pray that generational curse, and I would pray it, pray it over their lives. Um, I go around and pray the house up, and I even prayed that generational curse uh, to break the generational curse over my granddaughter as well, because I believe in generational curses, and I believe that worked because of the way that I brought them up because keeping them away from the negative stuff and keeping them away from certain things that I didn't want them to see and influences, they turned out to be beautiful humans, productive yes, humans. They did. Yes, they did. And I will tell you, I commend you to the fullest because your children are beautiful inside and out. Thank you. They are. And, you know, just, and just like with my own, you know, each each of our children you know their individualism they've 
when they were teenagers, they've all hit a certain point where we were just like, uh, you know, you and I would have these conversations like, uh, what is, I'm not having this. Like, uh, okay, no, see, this one here, think he is, and this one here, she, oh, okay. And me, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, nah. So we, we hit these points, but that's expected for teenagers. It's, yeah. it's expected it's expected for them to they start to smell themselves they and then on top of that you know there's life outside of home you know what happens when they're with their friends what happens when they're at right. school and there's those you know those entities also you know where that's why we had to constantly pray for our kids and keep them protected as much as as much as we could you know um i always talk I, about your kids though because i didn't mean to interrupt but when I first, when you came back to Pittsburgh and I started being around you um, more as an adult and as a mother, like the one thing that I really loved about your kids is they were children. Like they weren't trying to be an adults, except for Aerie. You know, she's old. She has an old soul. But she was still a child. Like they, they enjoyed themselves like kids. They didn't, you know, get into adults' conversations. They had fun. They had creativity. You can tell you protected your children as well. And I commend you for that because you allowed them to be children. Yes. I, and that was, and I thank you for that. I had to, I had to do that for them because there is no way on the planet I would want any of my kids to be exposed to sex at the age of six or think or being okay with going to go get the nickel bag off of your mama's nightstand and passing it on at like age five six seven you know or go in the refrigerator go get me a bottle of beer you know <laughs> 10 11 you know that that wasn't that's not what it, it's trauma and when and like i said when my kids and, and even myself when we had went through that whole ordeal with their father that set me back to my childhood so not only was i struggling to try to keep them good because during that whole time but i i literally would run myself ragged like taking them to hockey games like i told them to the hockey game the company was giving out tickets hey let's go to a hockey game or hey let's go skating what are we doing today mom hey we're gonna go over here and that's when i was first when i was first starting to learn charlotte so i'm learning charlotte through a, tra- a traumatic time in my life trying to keep some normalcy for my kids who can see their father is falling apart not knowing exactly what's going on but knowing something's different about this man knowing something is going on because the whole dynamic changed and staying prayerful over them and then for ariana to she had her moment when she i can see it in her that she wanted to break i had to remind her honey it's okay to feel what you feel i'm here for you but you don't have to let this dictate who you are and you don't have to carry this weight because this ain't for you to carry. And I kept re- reinforcing and, and reminding her to be great in all she did. So when we got here and she got situated, she was never really big on making friends, though. She was always skeptical of making friends. But she made junior honor society and she got the high school, kept honor society. Her grades kept going up and up and up. And she stayed being great in who she is becoming and that little girl has been through so much 
from the time of conception from the time of conception up to now she's been through so much that I know God had an angel around her the whole time and to make sure that I also let them know their history as far as you know my family go um you know, whether it's my mom's side or, you know, or our side to let them know what their history is because um, their father don't know their history. He don't, he don't know their lineage. He don't know anything about anything other than his brothers and sisters, what his mom and dad told them and the little bit of experiences that he had. He's never had good experiences either. That man is going to be 60 years old and he's traumatized. And don't there's a lot of trauma there. Right. <clears throat> and he still to this day will not actually go and try to get that rectified. He he still won't face it for myself. I already know I'm doing a counseling and I thank you for introducing me to counseling when we hook back up because that's been very helpful to me. And um when I need it, I have no problem picking up the phone or call just to help me do my exercises and walk through. And um, it helps me get clarity on a lot of things. And I tell my kids that too. Don't ever hold in your feelings and bottle it up because I had to deal with that. I was always quieted. Like, be quiet. Don't say nothing. Stay in your place. Stay in your lane. You're just a kid, you know, and all this other stuff that kind of made me feel less than a person. So when I started, I was actually eight years old when I started writing stories, which is why I'm so engulfed in writing my books. That's all I knew how to do. I didn't feel like I had a voice. So I would break from my realities as a child and I would revert to my imagination and write stories of a fantasy world that I wanted to live in as a child. And... It was, it was just my out. And for my kids, I wanted them to be able to learn to pray, first and foremost, have that connection with God. Each, each one of them got it. I'm thankful for that. And I had to, like I said, I can't stress this enough, protect their innocence at all costs as much as I possibly could. So if I had to be goofballs with them and recite movies all day and sing songs all day, I was going to do it. Watch cartoons if that was a thing, guess we going to do it. We going to go swimming or, or play around with paint. Yep, I'm going to do that too because I'm a big kid. So I do definitely cherish every 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 experience that I've had with my kids. And now I got a 13-year-old and 11-year-old. And they and I haven't even chipped at, oh gosh, this happening. I'm going to go through this all over again. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <clears throat> they all have to grow up. Don't forget, we train the child up so that they can go off and live their lives. They're not supposed mm-hmm. to stay with us forever. Right. So and they'll be well, fine. You, you've equipped them with everything that they need, and if the things that they don't have, they'll learn it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I know you, ma'am, have to do your your yoga thing. By the way, y'all, Tamika is a very very good yoga instructor. Y'all need to get on. 
you want some self-love, some stretching, some farting, all of that there, make sure you go ahead. Akimat Yoga, you yes. better do that. You better get on, go on to your Instagram. You can find her. I don't know where that voice came from just now. But, I don't know um, what happened, but I like I it. I don't know either. And I was, that I was kind of, I was into that there. I went to, uh oh, to my cat. Okay, good. Yeah, that that was that was her that popped out. That was her. In in all of her ghetto splendor, oh and I know glorious. you told. I know you told me I wasn't a project kid, honey. I was a project kid, and we were gypsies. We never stayed in the same place no more than eight. eight okay, to but I'm just saying I don't want you speaking that over yourself. Like, call it what it is. Call a thing a thing. But <laughs> you know, for people who are listening, like you lived in the projects. The projects didn't make you. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? My point of, you know, I always got to put a spin on it. Like, yeah, you lived in the projects, but. And you know, call a thing a thing, but you were more than that, right? And and just like you, when you came from where you were, you you've always been a beautiful soul, and I've always loved you, and which is why to me you're more than my cousin. You are my sister, Aww. and that's why I gave you the moniker sister cousin, and I roll with that for the rest of my life. Oh, thank you. And I love you so much. We do have a special, special relationship that is way more than cousin. It's way more than sister Eve, too. Like, we are just two souls that are intertwined that we just always find each other and work through whatever shit we're going through together. We laugh, we cry, we get mad at each other for a minute, and then we keep it moving. But, I mean, you know... We are here for each other, so our souls are always connected, always. Yeah. And I love you. Always. I love you. I love you too. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna still be working on trying not to make you laugh at, at the situations we don't need to be laughing at. You know, like people falling, like people I falling just, at work, busting their whole yeah, thing. I had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask the question because I can't take it. <laughs> Hey, what happened to your face? And all I saw was control alt delete. <laughs> Our boss left too, so that should have been a big hey, don't ask. But it was right there. Like you couldn't help but notice. We're not talking about this today. I'm just what glad I wasn't there when it happened. Cause girl, I would have fell on the floor. Like you'd be having me laughing and I'd just be like, God, I don't want to laugh right now. Like this is not the time. Like just... <laughs> uh, yeah, and laughing at funerals and everything. See, yes, this is why we oh, we are who we are. We have room. Like yeah. who does that? I don't even go to funerals and I go to this one. <laughs> And we got our aunt looking looking and it's like, y'all shut the hell up. I'm like, what is happening in this place? Like, what's going on in here? Like, this this can't be real. We were really at a Medea funeral. I'm sorry. That was, it was real. Like, there's no, that was unscripted. From that top movie to came bottom. on yesterday and I'm sitting there cracking up and I think I was laughing more because I said like I lived it like this is this really happened in our lives <laughs> 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 this really happened 
Oh my gosh, like this this is real. Like we are really here. There's no cameras. Where are the cameras at? Because ain't nobody gonna believe this. There was none. But listen, we have grown up to be phenomenal women. We are dope. We walk in our dopeness. And we have done a lot of work to heal the trauma that we went through. We're still strong women, but in a different way. And as we continue to transform, because now we're in our 40s, right? And this is the age where um, a lot of our aunts and cousins told us, when you turn 40, life is going to change. Yeah, it, it changes when you start to sit in your power and your strength a different type of way and use it for uh, self-love and self-worth and not taking people's shit. It, it's definitely different. So I'm loving seeing you transform. I can't wait to see uh, what happens as this transformation and you evolve and continue to get your wings. And I believe that we are definitely lotus flowers. If nobody knows, go look up what a lotus flower is and what they have to go through to come up through all of that mess and muck in order to shine. Exactly. And in closing, I will say that I know that this is not going to be the only time we're going to do this together. And it's, um, I do believe that having a sisterhood and a bond is helpful to a lot of people. Um, so sharing our stories and experiences is definitely a godsend and a blessing to others. So um, on that note there, I'm going to let you get in your greatness so you can help somebody with some pelvic floor strengthening and all this other stuff. <laughs> you learned something, amen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Talk about the pelvic floor, yes. Yeah, uh, because um, I'm a rug. Yeah, my, 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 I'm, I'm not going to talk about me right now. But anywho, um, <laughs> we, 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 we going to close with a big love you. And yes. when we are together, and we go and whether we celebrate in my birthday, Mother's Day, whatever, we gonna do it big and it's gonna be live and popping. Yes. And I'm gonna try not to do any more IG stories with 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 hidden messages because I don't need people sending me all type of reactions in my inbox. People, who are you referring to, honey? I love you. <laughs> yes, we need to go live so that people can see our faces and see our smiles and see how crazy we really act. So hopefully we'll be able to get together soon. And um, yes, like Shayla said, come on over to Aki Mat Yoga, log on and come get a class. Um, And until the next time, I'm sure we'll do another episode together. All right. Peace and blessings. Stay blessed and breezy. And I love you. Love and light. Peace.